Welcome to Planet Mainstage. My name is John Prentice. When the marshmallow moon floats high in a chocolate sky, that's when the whippoorwill whistles a tune for the waltz of the fireflies. By the banks of a looking glass lake, in a grove of invisible trees, that's when the fancy-dressed fireflies take to the air on a lingering breeze. They're dipping and diving, waltzing and jiving. The fireflies flash in their taillights in time to the beat of a cricket guitar. In the bulrush ballroom The frogs turn up the volume They croak out a song As the fireflies wink to the twinkling stars and diving waltzing and jiving the fireflies flashing their taillights in time to the beat of a cricket guitar in the bulrush ballroom the frogs turn up the volume they croak out a song as the fireflies wink to the twinkling stars They croak out a song As the fireflies wink to the twinkling stars Welcome to the show. That was the one and only Al Simmons with Waltz of the Fireflies, a song that because it tells a story would make a good cranky. Crankies, an art form that are making a comeback, were invented in the 1800s. It's a form of early motion picture, hand cranked on a diorama and usually accompanied by a traditional folk song. Next weekend, March 5th to 7th, is the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival. And Al Simmons is just one of the many performers who will be at this year's online event. Put on by Home Roots Shemin Chenu. I'm very happy today to have a feature interview with my friend Leonard Pedalek, Executive Director of Home Roots, 
to tell us about this year's Cranky Fest and what's been happening at Home Roots this year. Besides revealing the weekend performer schedule of free online shows, we will play the music of most of the artists involved and talk to Sue Truman, Cranky Maker, back for her third festival. In the second hour of the show, we will have our usual Name That Riff contest and another salute to Black History Month. And finally, we want you to know a special way you can keep this Saturday a great one by tuning in from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. to a telethon to help out a great organization in our community, Sunshine House. Check it out now or anytime, sunshinehousewpg.org. It'll be great non-stop entertainment from 5 to 9 p.m. today. The third edition of the Winnipeg Cranky Festival will be a virtual one, free and streaming on various platforms, March 5th to 7th. It was originally scheduled to happen last fall, but will go on next weekend. The second festival dedicated to Winnipeg Folk Festival and Home Roots founder, Mitch Podolik, was an outstanding success on all levels. We'll chat momentarily with Leonard Podolik, ED of Home Roots Now, as Home Roots launches this event. First, let's listen to a cut from Leonard's latest music endeavor, Live at Chanley's, done by Leonard and bandmates Matt Gordon, John Fitzgerald, Anto Noonan, and Bill Shanley. This is Cluck Old Hen and Brown's Dream on Planet Mainstage, 101.5 UMFM.
Welcome to the show once again, Leonard Podolik. How are you? Great. How are you, John? Great. This was that was that was quite a banjo workshop last night with Ms. Kara Luft, and uh, you got looked like what was an unexpected treat to display your own cranky as an encore. Right? Yeah, I, I guess that I, I felt like it was a bit of an opportunity uh, since it was for the Cranky Festival and. The cranky happened to be sitting right next to me, um, it, and also just the the idea that it's it's so difficult to, um, you know, perform or present with somebody else uh, when it you know it's two people playing instruments. But yeah, uh, it just seemed like a good a good um, opportunity to to try to collaborate uh, on or to try to share the collaboration that Kara, uh, and, and the small glories of JD and I did, uh, all those months back. Yeah. Well, I, it, uh, two things, one, technically it looked really good. And I think Kara was happy about that. And you probably were too, just, uh, the way you got it set up there really quick and it looked really good. So yeah, no, it was just by happenstance that it was so easy to do. <laughs> and, and then that quality wise, the artwork and everything you did that yourself. Yeah. Believe it or not, John, I did. It it, it, it was the first bit of uh, um, acrylic painting I've done since high school, believe it or not. And um, I guess just from watching uh, that fella on PBS with the, with the hair, uh, Bob something or another, right. forget, forget his name. But, but I, I, I eventually figured out that if you, if you went from dark to light, that that was better as far as shading went and no i'm just joking around it was really fun to collaborate with those guys i i worked really hard um in terms of uh trying to make a really good cranky you know it's not so often that you know a national band asks you to do some artwork and so uh, even though they're my buddies and you know i've known them for years and this and that i i, I took it pretty darn seriously and yeah made a nice big cranky it was about yeah. 50 hours <laughs> wow, that speaks well, though, for this festival, which is sort of really relying on uh, on 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 the internet. But going just uh, going back to the the workshop, though, Kara was great, and I guess I have to say that the Home Roots online concerts and workshops like these are really evolving. Like the Troubadour concert, like really raised the bar for me for excellence. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a journey throughout the pandemic, uh, improving our, our setup. Uh, we are a small but mighty team at Home Roots covering community workshops, podcasts, online ticketed shows, online streaming shows, online workshops, now the online Cranky Festival. And, and it's just the only way for us to continue our mandate, which is to create infrastructure and create opportunities for musicians in, in acoustic and folk music across this country. Um, oh, it's working. So that's sort of the, it's the, the, the cards that we've all been dealt. And in fact, it turns out that it's really fun and it's really intimate, right. especially the, the Zoom concerts. Yeah. I, I can't speak enough for those. They really are engaging and when you're watching a show and you can see the artist in their living room and you can see all the other participants in their living room. Yeah. Um, yeah and just working on the back end, we, the team is kind of figuring it out a bit and uh, bit by bit, I should say. And it's been a, a really fun journey to do that, 
to to go on. Well, you know, the the in some ways to me it's more intimate. Like last night, I can't remember specific names, but with Kara, once you uh, you know engineered some questions from the floor. I mean, you never you never you don't get that kind of intimacy really. I don't think in a in a live concert. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say ever that it's not better to have the applause and everything of a live concert. But you know, when you had two the two the the questioner who was just so excited to be on the screen with Kara asking a damn good question about how to use a capo on a banjo. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, it, it really works. And everybody who's watching feels like they're like the questioner, you know? So it's. Uh, yeah. They're a part of it and, and you can, you can chat. There's a chat feature and function and uh, people are, are asking questions in the chat and they're answering and, you know, we, we communicate with them and, we let we private chat them and we say, do you want to ask the question? And they say, yes. Then we, we put them up and uh, we got, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a multifaceted, it's a, it's a very, you'd think that it was, you know, you just go open up a zoom and, and get in front of the camera, but, it, but it's just like doing any other show in the before times, you know, uh, Kathy Crawford, our operations manager, she totally re- worked with Graham Lindsay to retool, the website and to make it ready for uh, ticket sales and creates a ticketing system. And because uh, she did that by default, she winds up being the customer service person when people can't get their link or they can't figure it out. Um, But she, you know, helps them. There's a personal aspect to it there. And um, you know, Graham and all of us, Graham Lindsay in Ottawa, wavelength media, he has been key to, making the whole thing happen to teaching us how to use zoom to teaching the artists how to use zoom to making sure the artists are set up beforehand to have the right kind of settings in their computer and on their zoom and also uh you know making sure they have the the minimum lighting and microphone and video capability and and so there's all these facets kimberly sinclair of spin count uh, media she's doing all the she's spearheading all the the social media and and mainstream media and and promoting these shows like they're in every town <laughs> all at the same time and trying to create this national audience and and yeah you're right we we discovered that uh shows that are really events you know um one one-off concerts are great and it's very intimate but the shows that are really the most fun are when we we put a, a handful of artists together uh, like we did with with Scott Cook and and Corn Raymond and Jonathan Bird, and it was just like three best pals who have three parallel um, but separate and unique uh, stories to tell, who are on similar kind of journeys, trying to make a way, making a living in folk music, doing doing quite well, um, doing very well uh, perceptually as well as 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 uh artistically and you know trying to you know trying to get that bigger audience but sort of on their own terms so that they you know they they don't fall in they didn't you know fall into a lot of the same traps uh that maybe others are other artists do but they also have their own unique struggles and it comes out in their music and um it was just a really engaging show and it, it raised the bar for us too like it was it was really great to see 477 people who bought tickets for 20 bucks. It it made us think, yeah, we, we should keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump in. The Cranky Festival is on March 5th to 7th. Yeah, so the festival's uh, really exciting. Um, is this year? It's it's obvious that we wish that we could have done either a hybrid model 
and of course a live model, but that was out of the question. But we have uh, an amazing cast of characters, uh, both familiar to the Cranky Festival and a few new new people. Uh, the first night features um, sort of the youth and future stars. Um, however, there is also a couple of folks who are really uh, familiar with to the festival. We have uh, Al Simmons and uh, Walking Wolf, Coco Ray Stevenson. Walking Wolf, who's an amazing singer and drummer. But there's a great set uh, by the Hebert family. And, uh, you know, Sue Truman will have some stuff in there. Uh, Double the Troubler featured. Uh, Madeline Rogers is going to have a set. Uh, J.D. Edwards. And we're closing out the night on Friday the 5th with Coco Love Alcorn. So we're really excited about that. Um, And the way it's going to work on on Saturday is we're going to be restreaming during the day some of the workshops that we've already done. But we're partnering with the uh, Berkeley Old Time Music Convention, who also have a crank, an open crank. And then this is from Berkeley, California. And just by happenstance, they're doing it the same weekend. So we thought rather than compete, let's let's make it a, an event in the weekend together. So we're working with them and we're going to encourage folks to go check out their social media during the day on the, on the Saturday, the sixth in the evening, because there's going to be some really great crankies from the United States. But then on Sunday, uh, we're going to do another stream in the evening. Um, and we have, uh, Chinoa McKelvey from the band Juval. Uh, we have Andy Cohen from, from Memphis, Tennessee, a really amazing, uh, blues singer and guitar player, multi-instrumentalist. Um, really lucky to have him. We have uh, Andrina Turen, who's a, an amazing singer-songwriter, uh, bilingual singer-songwriter um, from town here. And uh, let's see, we have David Graham. He made a great, amazing guest performance at the Cranky Festival last year and as a guest of Daniel Kulak's in one of the evening shows. And he really just blew everybody away. And so we thought, you know, what, let's get David Graham out because, you know, more folks need to see him. And he's just wonderful. And then we're closing out um, the Sunday with a with a concert, a show that I'm very, very excited about. It's a it's a collaboration um, that Kathy Jordan, she's the lead singer of my very favorite Irish band called Dervish. Wow. And Kathy uh, worked with a couple of artists in Sligo um, to put together five really great crankies. Uh, one of them is a fellow named Peter Cran. Wow. And, and they, they kind of got into it. And so, you know, they applied for a grant and, you know, they've been able to, to include this, the crankies in a few, for a few different projects, but um, I feel pretty happy to uh, be a part of that. And so um, Peter Cran and another fellow named John, the map. So the, the big finale of the cranky festival is, is Kathy Jordan um, singing traditional Irish ballads uh, with these amazing crankies. And so I really encourage folks to tune in. And the whole thing is actually a fundraiser for Home Roots. The artists are getting paid, um, but but uh, rather uh, than charge money, we're just, uh, we're just taking donations. So um, usually with uh, – that sounds amazing, <laughs> Leonard, by the way, but I just want to stick on, the, on, on getting the tickets and the donations because – um, there's been different ways that this happens when you see concerts over the last several months. Quite often, it'll be um, a reminder come up on the chat line saying you can donate via my PayPal account or that sort of thing. Uh, again, I'm taking it that won't happen in this case. So 
you got to be aware of what we just said. And, um, you know, it's not going to be as aggressive with the donate button, but that would certainly be appreciated. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I mean, yeah. well, it, the, here's the thing. It will, the festival this year will be streamed on, on our Facebook and on YouTube on, on home roots, Facebook and YouTube. Right. So there, there will probably be a PayPal link in the okay. description, Okay. but, um, it's not that the festival is going to be uh, salt and peppered with artists constantly reminding you to donate or yeah. uh, a, a staff or a board member between every single set. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll have a couple of reminders in there, you know, Hey, but, but uh, the fact is, is we are delighted that the cranky festival is sort of uh, taken hold in Winnipeg. And we were really excited for the third an annual uh which was to be last november yeah and um just due to different uh restrictions and regulation changing uh this is what we were able to do um yeah. but uh we also are i would like to mention that 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 melanie wesley uh who who made a beautiful cranky last year and was involved has partnered with uh with uh madeline rogers on a cranky that I'm, okay. I'm very excited about one of her songs or well actually it's a brand new song it's for okay. it's to shine a little light on one of the projects that uh our workshop coordinator grant simpson spearheaded with sandy howell from crescent fort rouge uh, united church our partners in the cranky festival called stories to songs where a songwriter is matched with a an elder in the community um and and they inter the the songwriter interviews this person and gets their life story and then writes a song about them mm -hmm. and, and creates a piece of art sort of encapsulating and honoring, honoring the life of this person. And, and I'm, I kind of don't want, want to let the cat out of the bag, but a very nice cranky to a very nice song about a very important person in my life <laughs> okay. uh, was written. And, and we're just trying to highlight this program that, that grant and, and, uh, sandy put together uh with with crescent art center so um so that's something else that's very cool well we've been involved with grant uh with some of the things he's been doing and uh uh he's uh a great asset for this uh, community that's for sure and sandy howell wow so that's great and i'm so looking forward to seeing madeline roger because uh you probably remember this uh she um, just by coincidence had her uh, CD release on the on the Friday of the first Cranky, and I'm sure she would have been happy to be part of us, part of the uh, Cranky Festival. So I'm glad to see she's finally on board. Yeah, no, I exactly. I've been wanting to work with her the the whole time. Throughout this, there will be Crankies. Not every song a, a singer sings will have a Cranky with it, but you won't go along without seeing either an artist cranky or something that they've made in the cranky workshop again at this, in this cranky festival? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that okay. there, there, yeah, no, there, there are going to be, there will be the odd show that does not incorporate a cranky and it's just a folk music concert. I, okay. I do acknowledge that. However, there, there, uh, there's going to be a good handful of crankies. Okay. And, I just have to let you gush a little bit more about, I'm sure you're so excited. I'm pretty excited about it, that the Kathy Jordan part of it could just be her singing or something. But I just want you to, to tell us how how uh, you know 
Kathy, and I must you must have had some interesting personal uh, encounters with Kathy. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have had interesting personal encounters with her. Um, one of the most exciting was a was a tour I did a couple years ago in 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 Austria with with the band called New Road, and we were both guests of them of theirs. Um, however, no, we go quite quite a ways back about about 20 years or so, I, I would say we've been good friends. Um, but I've been, you know, going back to starting, you know, starting up in Scrooge McDuck in 1995, you know, we were, you know, looking up to Dervish as like the, the coolest and the, the most, uh, you know, driving band out there. And, and her singing is just something that was very special and, um, not typical, um, in Irish music, I, w- I would say. And, you know, so we started by happenstance showing up at festivals together. And, you know, I was a total fanboy. <laughs> you know, it's, it took a few festivals before it kind of kind of connected. And, and uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to be your friend. And she's like, fine. <laughs> you know? uh, but but we we eventually we eventually, uh, you know, became good pals. And as along along with, you know, Jordan McConnell, the, the guitar player in the Ducks, we we, we were sort of a dynamic trio. And this one time um, after playing a festival in Northern Ireland uh, with the Turtle Ducks, Jordan and I went to uh, Sligo for a, about a week. And we had a week-long folk festival in, in, in Kathy's uh, living room, just listening to music and playing music and hanging out and, you know, finding out that uh, our heroes are all the same and that she reacts to the music the same way we did and, uh it means so much. I mean, obviously she grew up in Ireland and Irish music was a huge, um, you know, sort of center point in the Venn diagram with, with, uh, with the ducks Um, or, you know, one of the circles anyway, but yeah, we, we, we've done lots of stuff together and um, yeah, she's, she's definitely my favorite singer in Irish music. I just feel really lucky that I, she's also my buddy and I could call her up and say, Hey, you know, we're doing this. What would you think? And then gets her, her brain kind of going too. And um, then she developed it into something that was so beautiful and special. And I mean, she didn't do the crankies until you were talking about crankies with her. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe she was thinking on it already. She might've been because uh, I know that she, she got a a one, a, a grant from, from a few different, uh, places in ireland and there's a few different shows that she's featuring the cranky on um but uh yeah i i don't know i I can't really say um if maybe that's why she was so quick to say yes (laughs) but i'm gonna get my cranky scene but she did put together um she did put together a specific uh show for us and um and it is really, really beautiful. And the Crankies, Peter Cran and John the Map did a, a really, really great job. So we're, uh, I'm going to play the Sue Truman interview I did last year, but uh, she's talking about Anne and Elizabeth, of course. And, yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, so I've got a song. It's just uh, the golden vanity. But if you go to YouTube, you see the, uh, the video, like yeah. the amazing quality of the, of the workmanship, the quilts of the crank. Of yeah, the crank. I know. You know. It's like just so beautiful. Well, yeah. that's why I was like, "Oh, you 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 think the artwork I did was good?" <laughs> yeah, no. 
but I, I appreciate, I appreciate it. But, but yeah, no, those are amazing. I mean, Anne and Elizabeth really are the ones who got us all going. And we have a chance here just uh, to promote uh, because it's not happening before this goes on the air. Uh, the Tuesday workshop, which is Coco Love Alcorn. So yeah. I know you've, you've, you've been on her, on her case to do something with home roots for a long time. And now with the cranky, it's great. Can you describe what that's going to be maybe with her? Yeah. So, so Coco has been running a choir uh, called the Wonderland Singers online uh, pretty much since the pandemic. And cause she's, she was doing community choirs where she lives in Owen Sound. And, but now of course, you know, it's taken on this huge audience that has expanded the world over. I had this experience with Coco uh, a couple of years ago at the Canmore Folk Festival, where we were just jamming, I was in I was in the party room with you. Oh, you were there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I became a an instant fan. I mean, I thought she was cool, but uh, she asked me if I wanted to jam, and and she had her band with her. And instead of bringing the keyboard, the piano player brought the melodica, and they just had like this little mini setup. I brought my banjo, and there's a few of us there, and we were having this rock and jam. And then all of a sudden, we kind of noticed that everybody in the, the room, all the volunteers and all the people hanging out, they weren't socializing anymore. They were actually like really tuned in to what we were doing and watching our jam. And it was like a show. And then all of a sudden, Coco uh, just turned and, and stood up and said to them, do you all want to sing? And everyone was like, yeah. And there was like about 100 people, maybe 75 or 100 people in the room. And the next thing you know, there's 150 or 200 people in the room and everybody was singing and it was just so rocking. And I, I turned around and, and looked at Sue Panning. I said, you should hire her every year. You know, and, 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 and I just think she's one of the most creative and thoughtful artists around in this country, singers, arrangers. So this workshop is going to be sort of to give you an idea what she's doing in her own choir and also to teach parts uh, maybe of some songs that she's going to sing in her set later on at the Cranky Festival. It's wonderful to have her involved in both the festival and the pre-festival. And, yeah. and uh, you know, this whole experience is <laughs> a, a life shift, um, becoming, you know, working uh, as, a, as a folk music producer on a team of people doing this, um, you know, gives you a, a new perspective for the work that goes into it. And when you go to a festival or when you go to a concert, uh, you know, what you don't see is um, what my colleagues refer to as swanning, uh, where you are like a swan on, on, this, on this pond and you just see a graceful swan you know, moving along, but what's happening underneath the water is they're, <laughs> yeah. they're paddling like, like crazy, yeah. you know? And so, um, you know, um, it's, uh, it's an honor to be a part of, and uh, we are very grateful to the artists and to our community partners and to you for, for shining light <laughs> on it. Well, let, let me just put it this way from what I've heard and the way I feel right now, the, 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 the first, you know, Cranky's the first two were a different kind of animal than this for sure. But, um, you know, so much other things happening, a different, different thing altogether with the volunteer participation and everything. But what you've managed to do with this, the way it's looking right now is kept the quality of the, of an event, a cranky event in a different form. And, uh, I'm so looking forward to it. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it just sounds that 
you know, nothing's going to be lost, really. It's just a different way of expressing uh, the cranky, basically. And uh, Yeah, that, that's right, John. You know, I mean, we're on this journey right now. It's hard to navigate this, but the artists are still vibrant. They are still active. They are still looking for a platform uh, and a stage. And, you know, I don't think that this exactly the way it is is the future, but uh, the 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 platforms and the opportunities that are going to arise online are going to grow and are going to become cooler and cooler. Yeah. And they're going to, and they're going to interface with public in-person shows. Yeah. And, and really what this is, is the dawn of uh, way more opportunity for artists to connect with, with new audience, you know? So in a weird sort of way, we're, we're kind of, we're forced into it now and it, and it's frustrating because, you know, we all want to go, out for dim sum or to a movie or, you know, just do normal things that we've, you know, we're just, we grew accustomed to doing, but um, at the same time, this forces us to learn, to learn technology for, for artists to expand for our, for organizations such as ourselves to, to expand and to, to grow. So um, anyway, let's uh, just wrap it up and tell people that we've got an exciting weekend coming up next weekend. And there's no way you want to go through that weekend feeling uh, anything but happy at the end of it because you participated in the third Cranky Festival, right, Leonard? Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, John. I really appreciate that. Uh, once again, just uh, homeroots.ca, right? Yeah. So uh, for folks interested in any of our programs, please check out homeroots.ca, uh, homeroots on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. We are, we are there from from one living room to yours hope to see you okay thanks leonard thank you john take care brother hi i'm steve dawson and you're listening to planet main stage on 101.5 umfm hello again hope you enjoyed that chat with leonard Podolik, executive director of home roots shaman chenu about the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival coming up next weekend. You can go now to the Winnipeg Cranky Festival event page on Facebook for all the details. Remember, the Cranky Festival is free this year, but donations are welcome. All performers are being paid. Donations go to support Home Roots. And the festival is entirely online over the weekend of March 5th to 7th. For the rest of the show, we will feature the music of the great artists that will play over the weekend. In the first set, music of Andrina Turin, Madeline Roger, J.D. Edwards, and first, as you heard, Leonard, very excited to have signed up one of the best in Irish music, Kathy Jordan from Dervish. This is her with Dervish. This is Red Haired Mary on Planet Mainstage. Thank you, kindly sir, I answered then the chance me by the bell says I will you how 
You are listening to Planet Mainstage as we preview the music and artists of the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival, happening March 5th to 7th. Check it out at homeroots.ca and Winnipeg Cranky Festival event page on Facebook for all the details. Check out Planet Mainstage for playlist details always at planetmainstage on umfm.com or email me anytime, john at planetm at umfm.com. We heard music from this year's Cranky Fest performers in that set. J.D. Edwards with his band, I Can Swim. Andrina Turin's latest, When the Smoke Clears. Madeline Roger, Luckiest, from her album Cottonwood. And Kathy Jordan and Dervish with Red Haired Mary. To finish the first star, a little promo for a telethon happening today in Winnipeg, starting in one hour, for Sunshine House, a community drop-in center which does great work and can use your support. Go to sunshinehousewpg.org right after the show and see how you can join in. Here is JD and the Sunshine Band with On the Sunny Side of the Street to get you in the mood. There'd be 
Gold dust at my feet On the sunny, sunny, sunny Side of the street Calling soon enough, though I will be far away from misery, just standing on that sunny side of the street. Hello, this is Pokey Lafarge. I'd like to invite you to keep on rambling on Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM. Said sunny, said sunny. Hey, this is Jesse Pilgrim from Silverhearts. You're listening to Musical Transformations of 101.5 UMFM. Show so much love for digging it, 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 digging
Hello, hello, this is John. Welcome to Hour 2 of Planet Mainstage for this Saturday, February the 27th. We are doing all we can to let you know about the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival happening next weekend, March 5th to 7th. Check it out on Facebook or at homeroots.ca. That was Double the Trouble, our favorite young fiddlers with their version of Diggy Liggy Low. They are playing next Friday as part of the star-studded opening night show. More Cranky Fest to come, but first it's time for our Name That Riff weekly contest on Planet Mainstage. Last week we tried to throw a curveball, but it did not fool Wayne, who ID'd an older Joni Mitchell singing Both Sides Now and singing with a somewhat more mature voice from the 2000 album called both sides now. Congrats, Wayne. And now this week's tune. Here it is. And once again. Got it? Email me now at planetm at umfm.com. Planetm at umfm.com. And win if you know that song. Good luck. Okay, my show and others at UMFM are happy to salute Black History Month, in my case by playing music by Canadian black artists. Last week we played three prominent Winnipeg artists, and this week we will play three Canadian performers of note. Of course, as a folk and world music show, we are always stoked to introduce you to black artists from women like Rihanna Giddens and Amethyst Kia, to legendary blues artists like Taj Mahal, Eric Bibb, and Guy Davis, to African powerhouses and musical influencers like Oliver Mutukudzi, Thomas Mufumo, and Baba Mao. But today, three Canadian artists who bring their culture into our Canadian music scene. Donnie Roberts, originally from Madagascar, Cecile Dokinge from Cameroon, and to start, Alpha Yaya Diallo from Guinea. This is Teme from the African Guitar Summit.
you dig him empty Soul food always sets your mind at ease A little bit of laughter can chase your blues away And a little bit of loving always brightens up your day A little bit of moonshine, a little bit of grub A little bit of good time and a whole lot of love
Hello again, that was the Planet Mainstage Salute to Black History Month for this last week in February. That was Donnie Roberts from Internation with Ariange featuring Miriam Toller. Montreal Blues Dynamo Cecile Dokinge with A Little Bit and started with Teme from African Guitar Summit 3 by Vancouver's Alpha Yaya Diallo. Check out the Manitoba Music site manitobamusic.com for their great playlist for Winnipeg black musicians. Back now for the rest of today's show to our promo of the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival. If you go to the YouTube site for this next song, you can see how well done and beautiful a cranky can be. Anna and Elizabeth's version of The Golden Vanity. After that, I am pleased to play an interview done last year with Sue Truman, Cranky Maker, as she passionately defines the art of cranky making for us. And we will finish the set with Shanoa McElvey playing in her group Juvel, one more of the great performers from the festival. This is the beautiful a cappella harmonies of Anna and Elizabeth on Planet Mainstage. There was a little ship and she sailed on the sea and the name of the ship was the weeping willow tree as they sailed on the low and the lonesome water as they sailed on the lonesome sea they hadn't been a sailing two weeks or three till they were overtaken by the golden silvery as they sailed on the low and the lonesome water as they sailed on the lonesome sea well then cried the captain what shall we do the golden silvery will surely cut us in two as we're sailing on the low and the lonesome water as we're sailing on the lonesome sea up stepped a little sailor speaking mighty free says captain oh captain what will you give to me if, if i sink them in the low and the lonesome water if i sink them in the lonesome sea i will give you gold and i will give you fee i'll give you my daughter and married you will be if you sink them in the low and the lonesome water if you sink them in the lonesome sea he bowed to his breast and away swam he he swam till he came to the golden silvery as he sailed on the low and the lonesome water as he sailed on the lonesome sea he had a little auger fit for to bore he bored nine holes in the bottom of the floor as he sailed on the low and the lonesome water as they sailed on the lonesome sea some were playing cards and some were shooting dice till the salt water was flashing in their eyes as they sailed on the low and the lonesome water as they sailed on the lonesome sea 
Some had hats and some had caps Trying to stop the salt water gaps As they sank in the low and the lonesome water As they sank in the lonesome sea Oh, Captain, oh, Captain, take me back on board For I have been just as good as my word I have sunk them in the low and the lonesome water I have sunk them in the lonesome sea I know that you have been just as good as your word But never no more will I take you in on board Though you sunk them in the low and the lonesome water Though you sunk them in the lonesome sea If it wasn't for the love of your daughter and your men I'd do unto you just as I'd done unto them I would sink you in the low and the lonesome water I would sink you in the lonesome sea He bowed to his back and down sank he Bidding farewell to the weeping willow tree As they sailed on the low and the lonesome water as they sailed on the lonesome sea. The Winnipeg Cranky Festival is happening, and uh, part of that festival is someone who brings crankies to life, and her name is Sue Truman, and uh, her website is crankyfactory.com. And on that, she says about herself, after seeing the crankies of Anna and Elizabeth and Catherine Fahey in 2011, I had found something I had been looking for, a way to combine the folk art images I love with fiddle tunes that I play. When I saw crankies, I knew this was it. I jumped in with both feet, and it has been my passion ever since. So, Sue Truman, I feel it's fair to ask such an enthusiast, what is a cranky? <laughs> ah, yes. Well, thank you for asking, because it sometimes scares people away when I say I make crankies. They don't know what I'm talking about. But it's an old 19th century folk art um, that almost completely died out. And so now there is a big revival happening all over the world, actually. And so what it was is, um, a long hand illustrated scroll. It could have been of scenery of the Mississippi River or maybe of the Arctic. You know, in the mid 19th century, people didn't travel a whole lot. Travel was difficult. Um, they didn't have photographs, they didn't have film. And so these moving panoramas were their way of, it was like the travelogue of the day. So these long illustrated scrolls are wound on to two spools and loaded into a box and then hand-cranked so that the scroll slowly goes by this viewing window. And so while the scroll is being cranked, um, maybe there's a narrator who is talking about it, or it could illustrate a song, and someone might be singing that song, or... It could be just a, a story or maybe simply playing a fiddle tune. It could be like a silent movie type of cranky where there's no words at all, 
but you just see the images and you hear the music. So there's lots of different ways to go about it. And they were most popular in the 1840s, both in Europe. This originated in Europe, this, this tradition. And, uh, but it was also very popular on the east coast of the U.S. and also up into Canada in Toronto and PEI um, and a lot of the provinces on the east coast. Um, there were moving panorama shows in the 19th century. But then they kind of died out by 1960 because, or 1860 because um, magic lanterns came into play and then later film came into play. So they were just kind of forgotten. And they are um, coming back in uh, mostly to the efforts of any particular uh people or person besides yourself? Uh, Oh, yeah. So thanks for asking that. So in the 1960s, Peter Schumann, who is um, the co-founder of the Bread and Puppet Theater, he's now in Vermont, but when he immigrated to this country uh, in the 1960s, he made a cranky, and he just called it a cranky, and that's how it got its name is because it's hand-cranked and there's a crank at the top of each spool. So he uh, was what I call responsible for the first wave of the revival in the 1960s, and he would perform them in his bread and puppet um, shows. But then in 2010, um, Anna and Elizabeth began making them, and also Catherine Fahey, began making them in 2010. Uh, They didn't know about each other. They just both started doing it. And uh, I credit um, Anna and Elizabeth because they were very popular. They had a big social uh, media following on Facebook and, uh, and extensive touring. So some years they would perform 200 days out of the year. So, uh, all over the U.S. and Canada and Europe. So they really brought this uh, folk art back to life. And I call that, in the year 2010, I call that the second wave of the revival. And uh, so, and I started in 2011, but I first saw Anna and Elizabeth uh, a video on Facebook, and I saw it, and I just went, oh, my goodness. That's incredible. I want to do that. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try to do it. <laughs> well, we've got in Winnipeg, uh, as of last year, um, a cranky festival. And uh, uh, how do you feel about uh, the way bl- there's a blending that Leonard and has done both these years now of performance and cranky making? How do you feel about that? Oh, well, it's fabulous. And um, Leonard is bringing it to light. He's the crusader for Canada who is bringing this to light and spreading the word. And that is uh, so important. And so he, I know that in the last year or two, he's done over 100 workshops for children and has spread awareness greatly of this old art form. And there's lots of different ways you can go at it. Um, it can be used in the schools as an educational tool for storytelling 
or history or even art. Um, it can be used to raise awareness of different political issues. So people might perform on the street and crankies uh, different political issues. Uh, it can certainly be used to entertain. And the puppetry people have jumped on board and are adding crankies to their puppet shows. And so there's lots of different ways, lots of different venues, from very small to very big. Um, and it's for everybody. That's, it's for kids and adults. It's for anybody who wants to do it, they can do it. Well, I, I, I was one of the lucky ones last year that came. You had all the materials for a simple cranky, kind of like a, a milk box type of uh, cranky mm-hmm. that could be cut out. And uh, even for those who weren't, weren't good at drawing or you had stickers to put on. So my yeah, wife... Yeah, I my, had rubber stamps. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I made one. She she did a lot more drawing than me, and she did uh, more of a political one. I guess you might say she did... Last night I had the strangest dream. I don't know if she ever showed it to you when she finished it, but... No. And I just did one that ended up saying, crank it at the end. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be intimidated if you've never done an art project before. You can do this. If you can... Put a rubber stamp into an ink pad and stamp it on the scroll, then you can do this. You know, everybody, even the performers, which is another part of it, um, made their own crankies during the weekend. You know, whoever it is, mm-hmm. uh, whoever's playing made their own cranky, and uh, that was part of their show, too, as well, I think. Exactly, yeah. and it's really fun. And, you know, last year, some pretty young elementary kids, you know, to people who were, you know, 70 or 80, you know, made crankies, and they showed them at the open crank, and it was just very, very special. And uh, just to show people that you're just, uh, you know, full-time at this, you were telling me, where are you today, uh, just finishing? Yes. Today, I am at the John C. Campbell Folk Art School in Brasstown, North Carolina. It's the oldest continuous folk art school in the U.S., which started in 1925, it's on 300 acres of wooded land, and everywhere I look, it is beautiful. The leaves are falling, and it's a beautiful sunny day. But I'm teaching cranky making for the week. Um, I have eight students. Uh, the classes are all very small, so that each student gets a lot of one-to-one. Um, the classes usually aren't bigger than that, and my class filled up and had a waiting list. But I'm already booked to teach for next year again in October. But um, there's also all these other classes and buildings going on at the same time. Um, blacksmithing and quilting and pottery, all these different things. And so it's a very magical, beautiful place. It's like pinch me. I don't even believe I'm here doing this. Um, and so I highly recommend it if you... If someone there wants an intensive week-long class in a gorgeous setting uh, with very kind, the kindest people, um, and a very supportive, non-competitive, that I really highlight that non-competitive atmosphere. You know, consider coming to this school next year. Well, as as we finish, I want to put a, a, a focus on your wonderful, amazing website called simply crankyfactory.com, right? Which, That's uh, right, the, you, the you crankyfactory.com, <laughs> and cranky is spelled C-R, 
A-C-K-I-E. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was, uh, you know, exploring around on there, and there's so much to do. Uh, one of them is the Cranky Videos samples, and uh, one that I alighted on was uh, Crow Songs, I think it was. And uh, yeah. that's a really good example. I think the Crow Song River ghost story is a really interesting one because you see the different aspects where that's where the Cranky has evolved to in terms of puppetry and uh, as well as uh, moving images. Yes, Catherine Fahey created that, and that's actually a, a American Indian um, story. And so, yeah, there's over a hundred videos from cranky artists all over the world. Um, there's 25 pages of history of 19th century moving panoramas because that's been another road I've gone down. Another passion is gathering up research, and you know many. Moving panorama historians from around the world have been generous and shared their information that I could put on this website. And to my amazement, a couple years ago, I uh, just accidentally discovered that universities are using my website to teach courses on folklore and 19th century art and even moving panorama um, history so I was I was shocked and then I went I was horrified because it's like oh my gosh I've got unfinished pages and things need to be spell checked so right away I started working on it to clean it up but um yeah it's used um in the elementary and middle school high school and at the university level and uh, then it also has a big section on how to make a cranky so there's about eight pages of information about that. So that's very popular, and that's used by teachers a lot. So the website has been a complete labor of love. You know, I'm really grateful because people are using it. It's got, well, we'll be at half a million. I'll be at half a million views not too long. Well, I want to thank you for doing this today. And I'm glad you're coming back and uh, get a chance to actually even hear you play your fiddle, maybe with Leonard again, uh, and doing uh, a cranky together, uh, I think was one of the highlights last year. So, uh, Oh, thank you. Well, I'm <laughs> honored to be invited back, and I see I've made so many friends in Winnipeg. Thanks, Sue. Okay. You take good care. Okay. Crank just- on. I hope you're enjoying all that great music out there. I'm Kinsey Posen from the group Finjan, and you're listening to Planet Mainstage with your host, John Prentice, on 101.5 UMFM.
Shanoa McElvey, who will be performing at the Cranky Festival as she performed in Juval, a song called You Call Everybody Darling. Before that, Sue Truman, Cranky Maker, from an interview done for the second Cranky Festival. She is again involved this year, and we started with The Golden Vanity by Anna and Elizabeth, a duo who are responsible for the modern renaissance in cranky making and who appeared at the first annual Winnipeg Cranky Fest. Well, as we mentioned in the interview with Leonard, we are excited to let you know you can partake in an event on Tuesday, March 2nd, which is the last of three Tuesday online events leading up to the Cranky Fest. The Winnipeg Cranky Festival presents Singing with Coco, with Coco Love Alcorn, a free interactive workshop. Let's sing, let's get creative and play. In this workshop, Coco Love Alcorn will lead simple call and response singing, some harmonies and rhythms, and also tickle your playful sides by forays into the world of vocal improvisation. Having experienced her a few years ago, I can tell you it's magical. Sign up at homeroots.ca. For this last set, let's hear some more of the amazing finale artist Kathy Jordan with Dervish, some more of Leonard's latest album with Power Wagon, and here is Coco Love Alcorn from her latest album, Rebirth. This is A Song to Sing. Every person has got a light. Every person has got a light. Look with your heart and see how bright Every person has got a light, has got a light Every bird got a song to sing Every bird got a song to sing Whether grounded or taking wings Every bird got a song to sing, got a song to sing. Ooh. 
Rambling Irishman, the beautiful voice of Kathy Jordan. You don't want to miss one of the musical events of the year when she sings and reveals her own handmade crankies to add to the tradition on Sunday, March 7th as a finale to the third annual Winnipeg Cranky Festival. Check out the event page on Facebook for the complete weekend details. And it's all free. We also heard Chilly Winds from Power Wagon, available on Van Camp, and A Song to Sing by Coco Love Alcorn. And we'll finish with one more from Coco Love Alcorn. But I uh, first want to thank you for letting me and the station be the medium to keep trying to bring you good music in these times, always hoping it gives you a little solace and escape for a couple of hours each week. Let me know anything that's on your mind or songs you might like to hear at planetm at umfm.com. And continue to stay safely at 6, wear your mask, and be kind. Here's Coco Love with what I think is a great finale song for any festival, That Old Feeling. See you next time. Bye-bye. We break bread and we drink wine. What a good way to pass a little time We share our joys and the tears we've cried We could let each other go if we tried We gather around when we can And we smiles we know and those old stories that feel like home lights dim low and spirits are high this is worth more than anything I could buy we get
is winding down And there's a little more silence in the sound Oh, we start to wonder How long will it be Till we find ourselves back in this company through